0: Thank you for joining us again, listeners. This is the 801 Horror Cult with Kira Antipants and Mary Postmortem. Woo! It's a frigid day today, it's very so we're so we're staying indoors and we're summoning up summoning up spirits.
1: Woo.
0: And who do we have today, Kira? The Phantom. Our Phantom, Woo. Zach. He has a voice.
1: Woo. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he lives, kind of in our tracks yes so he's not here physically with us nope so today (laughs) listeners the phantom has joined us to discuss weird places you can visit here in utah because zach our phantom is also from utah and he happens to be related to miss anti-pants and he is really weird That's why he fits in our trio so well. Yeah. guest. It's true. And you're already prepared for our shenanigans because we force you to listen to them every week. Mm -hmm. Yes. You learn things about us you
1: didn't want to know. It's true. Or maybe
0: too many things about me that I probably don't feel comfortable with.
2: And you'll never let the public hear it.
0: (laughs) Nope. You're my public. Phantom, you're my public. (laughs)
2: i know your secrets
0: i know like a priest in a booth <laughs> he's just gonna have this big catalog of like, know, right? to blackmail you with <laughs> right when i'm rich and famous he's gonna be like the dirty stark secrets from the grave <laughs> post-mortem i'm gonna have to buy him off remember
2: back in episode 12 <laughs>
0: <laughs> buy him off of the charleston chew factory and some sound equipment so kira yes mary what kind of weird places did you find in the state of utah I found two.
1: <laughs> Only two. <laughs>
2: Impressive.
0: tableau. Tell me, tell me about these two fantastic places in the Utah landscape. Well, the first one yes. is Fantasy Canyon. Ooh, where all my dreams come true? Can I capture dragons? Are there elves? Man, now it doesn't sound so cool, because <laughs> you can't do any of those. Mary, you just
1: ruined it.
0: You mean there's not elves? There's I mean, not hobbits? There's not dragons? I mean, if you get real high or
1: something, maybe. So why would I have to travel for that? You only have to go to Vernal area. Gee, That's like a three-hour? Go on. It is. It is. But I mean, it's closer than like St. George. I'm kind of. And we're by what? Skinwalker Ranch. Skin, 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 walk, walk, walk. Skinwalker Ranch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this is in the vernal area. If you've listened to our previous podcast, it's by Skinwalker Ranch. Not directly, but towards that area.
2: General location.
1: Yes. And also the McConkie Ranch that had the petroglyphs when we were talking about our was that in the aliens episode that was in the
0: aliens episode because that's when you were talking about being hotboxed in the fart that's car right by the alien lover
1: <laughs> that's right so our aliens episode and our skinwalker ranch episodes it's in that area with all the fun stuff what is it up there that so we were weird. talking about
0: this and we came to the conclusion that it was like the uintas that's and the true. ley lines and like the mm-hmm. minerals and stuff Very true. that was our theory it's very true. What's your theory, Phantom? What do you think?
2: Yeah, I can agree with that.
0: Okay, because I know you hang out with cryptoids. <laughs> By the way, what happened to those whales?
1: <laughs> whale. Whale. <Whine>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it because you start laughing. <laughs> it's funny. You're doing so well.
2: <laughs> Give her a moment to whale.
0: Okay,
1: I'll look in the crevice Dang. and I won't laugh. No I, no, I can't do it. it. Like, the moment's yeah.
0: gone. Just Let's
2: go. put her on the spot.
1: <laughs> okay, so Fantasy Canyon, where all your dreams don't come true. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> so this is... <laughs> <laughs> so this canyon is a
0: miniature canyon. <laughs> miniature as in like dwarves or miniature as in not... Like less than ten thousand feet. D- define miniature when we're talking about landscapes. Hold on, let me sneeze.
2: That was miniature. We have our litmus test.
0: Jeez. And that was a large.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: One more. One good more. Measure. I'm not sure. It was okay. I think I'm good. Maybe. Yes. Okay. <laughs> So it's so miniature that it can be viewed. You can just walk around in it, or it's a 0. .6 mile loop. So it's not very big.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So like just over half a mile. Yeah, because it was 0. .6 miles. Okay. Yeah. So it's okay. Not wow, very that big. is okay. that I I can dig that. That's yeah miniature. Okay. <laughs> so almost door size. Almost. Almost. Okay. Not
1: quite where the um, inhabitants of Hobbitville would go, but. It would still be a canyon, I'm sure. But it would
0: be a nice walk for them.
1: That's right. Okay. (laughs) Not quite to Mordor, but, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Okay. So this canyon is full of intricate and peculiar stone figures formed by rock weathering and erosion. We'll post pictures, too, of all these locations. So it's (laughs) formed by sandstone layers, making crazy arches, pillars, and little
0: knobbies everywhere it was so a knobby like a doorknob or a knobby like a just like knobbly knees can you imagine if there
1: was just like two knobbly knees (laughs) yeah they're rock they're rock and
0: knobbly knees (laughs) (laughs) it's just like a rock it just looks like a pair of knobbly knees just hanging out (laughs) just knees just knees (laughs) hey those knees would
1: be free though that's what i was gonna say so fantasy canyon really likes to free
0: the knee they like to free the knee (laughs) for all you free me loving peeps who even free their knees in the snow like me when i shovel it
1: It, that's true that's so weird
2: (laughs) just wear sweatpants when you do it
1: no (laughs) because then the pants get wet on The
0: bottom, that's why you wear clothes you can just take off. A
2: you have a dryer,
1: you?
0: I would rather my fat like shins freeze than get than stand around and wet. You
1: yeah. want to freeze than
0: me and become one with the frigid weather. Go on, Kira. Go on, Novelini rocks. Okay, they were
1: <laughs> okay, they were formed. Um... From an ancient from ancient river channels of sediment underlaying and overlaying the sandstone, creating badass bad land topography. Ooh. Dun, dun, dun. I don't know how to say those words. So back in one of these eras, about fifty-five to thirty-five million years ago, which I should have put thirty-four to fifty-five million years ago, somewhere around there. Right. Um this area was on the fringe of a vast subtropical lake called lake uinta hence Ooh. the uintas um so that stretched from the wasatch plateau to western colorado So it's big as hell
0: <laughs> for just the fringe
2: was that part of lake bonneville
0: it could be that it was like lake bonneville and then the uinta right lake right there and like a sediment of land that would have been a channel between the two. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so it would have covered more of the western side of the state as opposed to the east. So the east side where you're talking about probably would have been like the Uinta Lake, but I would imagine the Uinta Lake would have been probably a really large lake too if it was near the mountains or where the mountains came from.
1: Yeah, when this started forming and whatnot, it was in the drying phase of the lake. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. So the water was retreating westward at the end of this era of... That of which I can pr- not pronounce.
0: <laughs> With like nine it, syllables.
1: Too many syllables. Too many syllables. Too so many. It's, it's many. <laughs> <laughs> so the rivers that flowed through deposited sand, silt, and clay from the nearby mountains. In the fringe zone. fringe. fringe, 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 fringe. So then after that, it got buried and solidified into sandstone, mudstone, and claystone. Weather and erosion shaped Fantasy Canyon that stripped away the mudstone and the claystone, leaving the more durable yet super delicate sandstone. But that caused the bizarre melted wax looking forms.
0: That's cool. Yeah. So it basically just slowly, moisture just slowly got taken out of it. And then it left just the sand for this.
1: Yeah, because it was, like, between the weather and just regular, the moisture going yeah, away. Yeah, that's Chipped cool. away those others. So then it was just fancy. Now it looks so crazy, like, that would be trippy if you were high. <laughs> <Going> <laughs>
0: there. You see I, the pictures? I'm looking at them right now. Yeah, they're, we'll post the, all the pictures. Oh, oh yeah, mind. so it does look like a, a straight-up wasteland. It reminds mm-hmm. me of uh, Borderlands.
1: Yeah, and... There used to be a main centerpiece in it called the teapot, which looked real cool, which they might have pictures in there of the teapot, but because of the erosion and how delicate the sandstone is, eventually the teapot fell off of the pillar it was on and it just smashed.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like an old-fashioned antique kettle. Yeah. With, like, the long body and the long spout. Yeah. That's sad.
1: So this place is really hard to find because I was going to go there. Couldn't find it, but there's lots of rattlesnakes there. So be careful, everyone, even in the bathrooms. Watch out for snakes if you go.
0: Rattlesnakes. Phantom, what type of places did you find on your wafting travels through digital means? The
2: digital wasteland. I've come across the Mars Desert Research Station Mm -hmm. in southern Utah. Or more central Utah. Located near Hanksville, and if you're not familiar with that area, it's kind of in between the central Utah and Colorado border, and here...
0: So it's kind of in the same area as well. Yeah, so on the eastern border of Utah.
2: It's about 11 miles from Goblin Valley State Park, which is a a place that kind of reminds me of your area you found, Uh Kara, with the... Um, water erosions making those crazy looking rock formations and it's also most importantly four miles away from clark's critter garden oh, where you God. can see a vast collection of sculptures made from old cars and machine parts <laughs> including dinosaurs to... and all kinds of stuff like that
0: this is awesome <laughs> wait what is it called clark's clark's uh-huh.
2: critter garden
0: critter garden
1: i like how we're more mm-hmm. excited about that than the <laughs> Research part, which is also cool because it really does look very I just heard sculptures
0: feet. from metal and I got all sorts of excitement. <laughs> or like recycle like yeah. you know how I love upcycled and recycled art. Yeah, that's what I do.
2: It's pretty groovy. I was looking up that I was like, I almost want to pick this one over the Mars Desert.
1: <laughs> you did a twofer. Indeed. <laughs>
2: so you go four miles past that and you reach the Mars Desert Research Station where it's in place where they practice what it would be like to live on mars because of the rough terrain they think it's a good little uh, what do you call that a proxy or something to train and here they have teams that they train in two-week intervals of six people and they live in a living habitat called the hab and anytime they have to leave they've got to suit up as if they were in space they got some pretty cool pictures is it
1: kind of like in biodome where they live in biodome sort
2: of but it's more like if the biodome was a space station yeah and they have all the rovers and all the kind of instrumentations and stuff that you'd use in space there and they learn how to repair them and travel and stuff while suited up and that it's pretty interesting sweet
0: so it's like you get to go live in a, in a simulation almost, or like mm-hmm. in a, an alternate reality. And like, you can go to day camps where you can live a certain way for a little while. What if this is a way to like intrigue people so that they're more or less training us for the future when we do live on Mars? Cause they're already sending CEOs to, to outer space and to Mars and stuff.
1: And let them explode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: right. <laughs> It's Have like a a console.
1: you don't get the very first version. You let them work out the kinks.
0: <laughs> what if this is a way to work go.
1: out the kink though?
0: You see what I'm saying? Like it's what if true. this is a tool? What if this is one of NASA's public tools? True. Definitely should on. I wanna go. It sounds fun. <laughs> I mean I don't care why they're doing it. I'm just throwing in a weird conspiracy series because we're talking about ca-
1: Mars. Ca- I wanna go see Carl's um whatever it's called? <laughs> critter garden? Oh, Pretty the good. critter Carl? garden? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I wanna go there too, and Goblin Valley, but Clark's Critter Garden is super cute. Yeah, I've never even been there. Almost
2: like village. the perfect vacation plan.
0: There you go, just <laughs> southern Utah. Do they let
1: like non restaurant people go to the Mars research? Depending
2: on the time of the year, you can schedule tours. But currently because of COVID and that it they aren't accepting anyone.
1: Good old COVID. <laughs> doing everything for everyone like <laughs> emstein concert damn
0: plague
2: yeah <laughs> could you imagine if you just were out there camping or something and you stumbled across people in spacesuits on these <laughs> traveling around and you don't know what's going on so you follow <laughs> them and you see all these like space buildings and stuff you're like what
0: you would think it was another area 51 like i would freak (laughs) out and think the government was after me
1: they're gonna shoot me
0: on sight pretty much yeah (laughs) that'd be crazy so speaking of weird shit that's crazy to see i have the tree of utah it's weird (laughs) which is a random sculpture that is located um off of that is located in the Bonneville Salt Flats along the I-80 stretch of interstate um, between Utah and Nevada.
1: You'll see it if you go to Wendover. Yeah.
0: So if you're driving to Wendover, which I'm hoping most people in Utah have been to, <laughs> because, like, you can gamble and all sorts of stuff in Wendover that you can't do here. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Hookers.
2: really boring <laughs> yeah, right
1: here.
0: I know, but... You can this see actual fun. nipples there. Nipples. Is that what you're talking about? Actual naked strippers? You can see that. And you can, <laughs> and see you that can in drink Wendover. at
1: the same time. You don't have to trade off. do I want to drink and not have nipples? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so you get a proper peep and show
0: and you get this weird ass sculpture and yep. gambling and other things and all sorts of funness in, mm-hmm. in Nevada.
1: And if you want to pull some crazy hangover movie shenanigans, you can end up in the salt flats.
0: It's true, right next to the tree of Utah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is sometimes called the tree of life. It is an 87 foot tall sculpture that was created by the Swedish artist Carl Mohman in Hi. the 1980s. And it was dedicated in 1986. Um, it's located in the desolate Great Salt Lake Desert of Utah on the westbound side of Interstate 80, about 25 miles east of Wendo- Wendover and midway between the former railroad communities of Arunosa and Barrow. Thanks, Wikipedia. So there's the exact location and a little summary of what it is. So it's a, the center is a concrete pillar. And then there is spheres on each one of the branches. And the spheres are actually covered with um, native minerals and rocks from Utah. So that was really cool. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Um, Inscribed on the plaque of the tree is Ode to Joy, um, which apparently Beethoven's Ninth Symphony was what moved moment to create the 87 foot tall tree after having a vision of the tree while driving across the desolate on Salt That's cool. right i thought that was really cool so i haven't actually been there but i remember i was taking a ride to wendover by myself and i saw it out in the distance i can't remember when this was i think this was i think it was in the fall So it's kind of misty out there like it is, and I didn't know quite what it was, but I assumed that it might have been a sculpture because, well, at first I thought it was like a power tower or something, and then I got closer and I'm like, okay, there are balls hanging off of it. (laughs) So so clearly this is like a sculpture or some sort of like Boy Scout project or whatever. I got closer and I saw it off in the far, you know, far away, and I realized, yes, it looks like a sculpture. So Mm -hmm. um, I want to actually read um, the little blurb that's in the utah.com website so the Mm -hmm. article is called 10 of the most bizarre places in utah and i just want to read this little blurb about the tree of utah because the person who wrote it is just the way he words it is hilarious so Some people are artists, some people see a stretch of salt flats and say, I shall build an 87-foot tree out of 225 tons of cement, 2,000 ceramic tiles, and 5 tons of welding rod, and it shall be called the Tree of Life. And some people must have had another artist, friend, or dotting mothers who say, you shall. No, seriously, you totally shall do that. That makes so much sense. And some people are named Carl Moman and millions of Wendover-bound tourists who see the tree are redeemed, inspired, confused. <laughs>
2: that's amazing
0: (laughs) right um I'm gonna see who the author was because I just want to give a shout out to this person if I can see at the bottom of this article who wrote this yeah I've always drove
1: past it but I've never stopped to actually look at it in person it's always just in passing right in passing and it kind of creeps up on you too because there's a whole lot of nothing so you're just
0: like derp 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 and then you're like oh shit there it went (laughs) right um and it's hard how would you get to it? Because it's not like you can pull over on I-80 and then... It's really far out in the it Salt flats. Like, it's not just right there by the side of the road. Yeah. It's a good, like, I don't know, half mile?
2: I've only ever seen it from the road, so I don't know.
0: Yeah, it's like half a mile in from the road. I got it. Aliens. Aliens. <laughs> beam me up, Scotty. <laughs> now beam me down. Yeah, so I can't find who wrote this article, but whoever you are... You're fine. That, amazing. I loved it. So, so that... A kiss. That was the first place that I have. Kira, what's your second spot?
1: My second spot is (laughs) Moonshine Arch, which is also in the Vernal area. I actually went to this place because I couldn't find Fantasy Canyon. So this was a happy accident, and it's way far off. So if you've ever been to Dinosaur National Monument, that's where it's in. It's in there, which is also next to the McConkey ranch with the petroglyphs and everything else
0: so as our phantom Zach was saying trip to Vernal sounds like a fun little vacay because there's all these little places really, you can go it really
1: is and just throughout dinosaur national monument there's petroglyphs everywhere but the really cool ones are in the McConkey ranch so moonshine arch don't listen to what google says if you do want to go visit it you cannot drive directly to it. You have to hike. <laughs> Found oh myself, dear, myself. <laughs> it is locked off, so you have about a mile hike. Oh man, yeah, and it's through kind of like deserty terrain. It's cool. It makes sense though, because the closer you get, the sand starts turning super yellow and like not natural it is
0: vibrant like give me something to give an example of of how yellow it is so like a like a crayon or like paint yeah like that vibrant bright. okay
1: it looks like not of this world <laughs> like that you would be,
0: see in a natural setting so so like a daffodil is it brighter than a daffodil yeah because they're more pale okay 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 yeah so it's yeah, I get you. Now. So it's yeah, it has like a lot of light undertones. Mm-hmm. It's very vibrant. Gotcha. So you'll
1: see the landscape changing, and it, slowly the color and the sand start going right. Um, and it's really cool because there's this bright yellow giant arch called the Moonshine Arch, and behind it there's a little grotto. So you it echoes really well, so you can have fun while you're doing it, and you can climb it up, climb up it, and everything. So it's pretty cool to see. It's huge. You're in this giant bright yellow sandbox, and there are giant kitty cat footprints everywhere, and scat. So you need to be careful when you're there, because you will get stalked by a big kitty cat, like I did. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, I have the footprints too. So when um, X and I were walking there, um, because he's hypoglycemic, I had we had to have some food around. There were footprints on the way back. We noticed that weren't there the same way we when we were headed up to it, and they were big.
2: And that's the origin of the skinwalkers.
1: <laughs> that's
0: where it happened. Son of a You weren't you weren't getting stalked by a cougar or you know or any cat. other large large wild cat. No, it was a skinwalker. Damn it! This whole time. That's why he haunted you during our episode. Oh. He remembered your scent. <laughs>
1: he's like do you have that jerky
0: <laughs> it hey, smells real where, nice where can I get more of that jerky
1: <laughs> yeah. it's pretty cool though I'll post pictures of it but again you can't capture the vibrant colors unless you have a really good camera right I did not I took it off my tablet <laughs> that is cool and then I have the giant big kitty cat poppers that was following us I was I had a plan too I was like all right if I see it I'm throwing them by him, and I'm running. That's (laughs) a good plan. Yoink. Yep, that's Bailey. My brain died. (laughs) I have a moonshine arch. I was going to say moonshine ranch.
0: (laughs) Moonshine
1: (laughs) ranch.
2: Guarantee that exists.
0: Of right. course, it's everywhere hidden, and that's where they make the moonshine. And now we know how we got the skinwalkers and the Bigfoot. I think a lot of um, what if Bigfoot was just some old like grizzly guy that originally invented moonshine and drank so much moonshine he just got like lost in the woods for years and years and years? And he's all
1: burned out from the moonshine. He's like, Roo. yeah, and he's like,
0: and he's like big, burly, matted, and like dirty, so people think he's an animal. It's just some hick that got what fucked is up that on smell? <laughs> Oh my moonshine.
1: <laughs> it's a hint of moonshine and a hint of 45 years of body <laughs>
0: <laughs> And some assless chaps.
1: <laughs> well that just makes they feel way weird
0: now. <laughs> You're the one that wanted the assless chaps on Picture.
1: <laughs> Done. We have solved yet another, another mystery another mystery.
2: You hear it first.
1: 801 <laughs> horror code exclusive I said coat didn't I <laughs> we were talking
0: about pelts that's
2: <laughs> true all that moonshine all, all that, that moonshine,
0: moonshine. <laughs> shimmery moonshine <laughs> <laughs> shine of <in> my life <laughs>
1: do you think he wears the assless chops while he's making moonshine so he's mooning everyone while he's making moonshine
0: Because he's a cheeky guy? Ah, (laughs) he?
1: Not Cheeks McGee in that region. No, he was Cheeks McGee. He was Brewer (laughs) Cheeks McGee and he turned
0: into the Bigfoot. (laughs) Zach, what's your second place in Utah? Tell us.
2: This is one of the coolest places I've ever seen okay at first i had heard legends of it from my dad who was a connoisseur of all things strange
1: Absolutely. We, he's
2: Thank literally you. taking us on a vacation based around very weird places to see like mystery
1: awesome an <laughs> enchanted forest oh god don't ever go there that place is so creepy <laughs> now i must be enchanted forest theme park let us know that's like
2: meth head created disneyland is what that place is like
1: yeah yeah and then to make sense while you're there you need to be on drugs
2: Mm -hmm.
1: there are so many pictures of me being like literally making that face oh man (laughs) over there the crooked man with the crooked house he's the creepiest thing i remember from there
2: that was a creepy picture for sure yeah yeah but my dad had told me about this sphinx statue with the face of Joseph Smith, which had caught my intrigue. But this is back before the internet was really useful in the 90s. So look it up.
0: <laughs> before people could post things yeah. on the internet.
2: Yeah. And it would take you 12 minutes to load a very small picture and stuff because of the internet yep. connection. So, <laughs> so I always bad. wondered about it, but never found it, and then one day when we were doing music, we went to this class where they teach kids different hip-hop stuff, and I was doing DJing stuff, and we were taken on a tour around Salt Lake and that of different areas where they had done graffiti and tagging, and we stumbled across the Gilgal Sculpture Garden, because across from it was this cool tag, and I turned around, and there it was. The (laughs) statue of the Sphinx, Joseph Smith.
1: Angelic choir. An angelic light shone down as the angelic choir filtered the yeah. air.
2: <laughs> and then after that, I was like, I, we didn't have time to go in it and stuff. But ever since then, I'm like, this is so strange. I have to remember this. So I learned way more about it than you probably should.
0: Regalus. Regalus in the legend of the Joseph <laughs> Speaks. <laughs> so,
2: this is literally a guy's backyard that is about half an acre big that he's putting like 12 statues and a bunch of engraved stones on and he started in 1945 he was an accomplished stonemason and he has won awards from the American Institute of Architects he's got all over Utah, he's contributed to stonework and that. And so after he retired, he decided he was going to build these statues with a few other people in his backyard. That's awesome. The name Gilgal is a biblical term meaning stone circles. He was a Mormon bishop for 19 years. So oh, he wow. was really into religion and that. But he was also into promoting people to think creatively. And so these this whole area is to inspire you to think outside the box and question things
1: hence joseph Smith,
0: right
2: the quote that i really liked that he had said is you might think i'm a nut but i hope i aroused your thinking and curiosity this is something he would tell people when they would basically like make fun of his part
1: at least he did it and he had the talent to do it Mm -hmm. everyone else suck it if they made fun of it (laughs) yeah
0: I like that he was able to transition between being a stonemason into mm-hmm. um, a stone carver as like a to build the sculptures. What other sculptures are there in the did you see any of the other ones?
2: So you have the Joseph Smith Sphinx, which is made of 20 tons of stone.
1: Dang.
2: And every statue here was carved with uh, chisels a jackhammer, and then a settling torch. Wow. Some of the others, you've got a lot of stones with passages from different scriptures and other texts and stuff. And you've got a statue of the guy, a couple of others that are kind of weathered with time, some pretty strange ones. Like one has, I think, his head next to a grasshopper, and I think like a tea kettle with a passage on the picture I can't make out. And it's by a stone house. It's pretty interesting.
0: It looks like a really interesting place based on the pictures.
2: And it is free to go and visit.
0: So everyone go check it out if you need something to do. Yeah, Yeah. not every day you get to look at free art. Yeah.
2: Yep, In downtown Salt Lake, it's hidden in a bunch of in-between neighborhoods. So it's not the easiest place to find.
0: So my second location um, is closer to our hometown in West Valley city, and it's located in Harriman, Utah. So Harriman is a suburb of Salt Lake, but it's closer to the Ochre mountain range. Bangor homes actually got exclusive rights from the Disney company and authorization to create a one of the kind replica of the up house from the Pixar Disney movie up. It makes me so happy. (laughs) So it looks exactly like Carl's house. Mm -hmm. It has the same color scheme. It's the same structure inside is a detailed replica. Um, There is a family that owns it. They are the original owners and they have, they bought it directly from Bangor homes. They've lived in it for nine years. It's still a thrill for them to come home every night and you can find pictures of it on their Instagram, which is at up house off, which is at up house. Um, I remember, so highway 111 runs um the length of the ochre mountain range pretty much and i remember one day i was cruising down i was going south and i was cruising down and i just i was like oh i'm going to take a turn here i'm going to take a turn there and i ended up in the neighborhood and this house was still on the market at the time so this was when it was built and i'm just gonna look up really quickly when it was originally built um in 2011 So I guess it's actually been 10 years that they've owned it now. So it was built in 2011, and I remember seeing it then. I was driving around in the neighborhood, and it caught the corner of my eye, so I don't think I drove up to it. But I remember, like, there was balloons outside. Like, there was a realtor sign. Like, I just remember catching it and being like, is that the Disney house? Like, what is that that I'm looking at? And apparently it was. So you can drive right by it. Um, I would imagine that the family is used to it. Yeah, is used to it. And maybe you can knock and I mean, I might, I might go up to their house and be like, Hey, can I look inside just to see if it's like the movie? Uh I'm sure they're used to it. I personally love architecture like this because um, like part of my art is making things that don't exist or making things that I'd like to see in the real world. And so I really dig this. There's actually someone in my neighborhood, well, in my mom's neighborhood, rather, someone painted a fire hydrant because the fire hydrant's yellow where I live. They painted it like a minion. (laughs) so they did like the one (laughs) eye where the spout is and then they like put like blue pants on it it was pretty cute. that's awesome
1: more happy things like that in the world
0: i and i'm glad that zach mentioned graffiti because i love that type of like Mm -hmm. street art quote unquote Mm -hmm. it's not really graffiti it's like what Banksy does that's street art I also Mm -hmm. think it's funny how Banksy got started he literally would just go out and paint things without permission but because Mm -hmm. they were so beautiful the town actually sought him out and gave him permission so it Mm -hmm. just goes to show that like graffiti is not wrong it's just how you present it that people have a problem with so deface respectively (laughs) make it prettier than when you saw it like putting a bag over the face of an ugly lover
1: (laughs) brown bag in it (laughs) only instead of a brown bag you use a beautiful bag
0: or a plastic bag bag. (laughs) mary's a murderer (laughs) maybe i was just trying to do the asphyxiation thing (laughs) oh i
1: see where you're going with this Easter egg for later. Yep.
0: <laughs> Speaking of explosions, though.
1: Explosions. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Ding. What well, should I say? One of the <sighs> things that scares me so much. Was that,
0: Super volcanoes. No. Lava and magma and smoke and glass and sand. And Mordor. And Mordor. <laughs> and the one ring yes i nominate our phantom to start this round table
1: ahoy
2: when we were planning this show and i forgot which one of you brought up that we had a super volcano that had exploded utah you blew my mind literally (laughs) zing and so naturally i did what anyone would do i tried to learn everything i possibly could in just a few days
0: and what info did you find
2: well, the first thing I did was I wanted to compare how big this one was compared to other supervolcanoes that have recently exploded. And by recent, I mean millions or thousands and thousands of years. Fair. And Yellowstone, while very popular, is kind of on the puny side of explosions. Really? Supervolcanoes. The big one that we're going to use to compare the size of how big this volcano in Utah was is Mount Toba in Indonesia. And it was the most recent supervolcano that exploded, released upon the world an explosion yeah. that covered the entire Indian Ocean, parts of India, wow. up to in, um, Africa with sediment. It covered the parts of Indonesia, India, and the Indian Ocean with 15 centimeters or six inches of volcanic debris. Like this, the whole area. So, Are like
1: where it just covered that whole area in ash? you yeah. like that,
2: when you think of it like continent sizes. Yeah. yeah. And this is the stuff that, and it also covered an estimated. Seventeen hundred cubic miles of rock it dispersed over that, which is the equivalent of three million Empire State buildings when it erupted. Dang. And wow. This is the largest supervolcano in recent <sighs> supervolcano history. Dang. How so how
0: recent was this? When you say recent, what year are we talking about?
2: Thousand years ago.
0: Not last okay.
2: week. Yeah. But the one before that was in Yellowstone.
1: That hit the plainstone in Africa?
2: It might have when it exploded Mount Toba. It is thought that it covered the whole world with enough ash to reduce the temperature a few degrees of the whole planet, which they think caused like a thousand year cooling period, like a winter.
1: Is that where the White walkers came from in Game of Thrones? That's
0: what I was just thinking. Is this is this the time frame we're in? We're in we're in your Game of Thrones era. Yeah,
1: yeah, that that works out for me.
2: Take that info and now double it, and that is what happened when the how do you say it the wah 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 wah
1: <laughs> wah wah yeah. Wah, wah so you
2: double it. This was thirty million years ago when it erupted. That's quite a cataclysmic event.
0: Hmm. So, you're saying instead of six inches of ash, we would have done 12 mm-hmm. inches of ash and we would have triggered a new ice age, not
2: simply. Potentially, a white
0: yeah. <laughs> the
1: White Walkers are coming.
0: That's it is insane. pretty
1: crazy. It's like 30 times. Our volcano, our super Wawa volcano, is 30 times the size of um, Yellowstone's mm-hmm. major mm-hmm. volcano.
0: Yeah. Huge. Um, we should probably post this graph that the Phantom sent us um, because the Mount St. Helens was only um, a quarter kilometer. And so it's basically like scraps compared to the Toba, which would be minuscule compared to our super volcano.
1: So it's like Mount St. Helens is a dime compared
0: to Toba, which is. Like a CD. The- <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah, that's a good. So, like. Well, I would think that Wilson Butte would be more like the dime. So, like, Mount St. Helens would be, like, a nickel. There you go. And then Toba would be a CD. And then, like, the Utah Supervolcano would be, like, a 45 record. We'll
1: post this on all the socials. Yeah,
0: so you can see what we're talking about. Interesting enough, the Supervolcano was actually found um, by two geologists from Brigham Young University, which is located in Provo, Utah. Coming for you, Provo. Provo. Um, these two geologists there found that Wawa Springs um, eruption buried a vast region extending from central Utah to central Nevada and from Fillmore on the north to Cedar City on the south. Now, just to give our listeners who are not from Utah an idea of that. So, on the way to Vegas. <laughs> and if your car breaks down, it really sucks there. I think when you're just, when you get outside of, we've talked about this before, when you get outside of Utah County, you're basically in the sticks and anywhere you go in Utah is just terrible to get a flat tire. So it's in Miller County, which is like central Utah, and it's going to be closer to Nevada. When it originally exploded, it was like a week long explosion. One of the geologists named Eric Christensen said, as far as we know, the Wawa Springs eruption is the largest known explosive volcanic eruption. The article goes on to say the eruption and collapse of the supervolcano released almost 6,000 square kilometers of magma. The other geologist, Professor Myron Best, stated it moved over a flat landscape covering 12,000 square miles in western Utah and eastern Nevada. It would have been unimaginably devastating. Could you
1: imagine to see that?
0: Right? (laughs) They talk about that too. Best also says the magma is erupting explosively as the flow spreads across the landscape. It extended beyond current day. I cannot pronounce this town, nor have I ever heard of it. But Pangewich and North Panguitch, Pink Pinkwich. Thank you, Pinkwich and North, almost to Delta, and south almost to Saint George. As the ash was caught caught in the jet stream, it carried as far as Nebraska so this is in this is towards nevada right it's on the western side of utah and it the ash alone went almost to nevada um the eruption lasted for almost a week and they do mention how they how devastating that would have been at the time humans were still evolving from apes north america was home to rhinos camels tortoises and even palm trees though so this particular super volcano when it erupted would have taken out all of those natural animals and natural um, plants that that were living in the area at the time. That makes a lot of sense to me because rhinos are no longer native to North America, neither are camels. We do have tortoises, but they're a lot smaller. So I'm wondering if these are like the huge like giant dinosaur tortoises Probably. that are like the size of like a van.
2: like In like Two thousand eight or something here in the story where these archaeologists had found these like large tortoise shells and stuff underground i mean like they're like 10 feet round and stuff
0: so yeah like what if like that makes a lot of sense because like mm-hmm. if, if we're in between you know ages and periods and the earth's trying to reset because comets came or asteroids whatever took off that dinosaurs you know now the earth's shifting and all these volcanoes are going off and like these poor animals are just like innocent bystanders are getting wiped out of certain parts of the world where they originally flourished
1: did it hit the plains down in Pangea <laughs> I don't know why this song is stuck in my head today
0: but, like I keep wanting this thing along but I can't now I have to look up the Africa <laughs> lyrics sorry.
1: Because I want to sing the next line, but it, like, I
0: can't. <laughs>
1: blah, blah, blah. Words, words, dead to tortoises. Doo, doo. It's gonna take me a lot to drag me away from you, <laughs> except for one blast. There's nothing that a hundred men or more can ever do, but maybe a super volcano <laughs> you know, blast can. This is the boy, she's
0: waiting for you. <laughs> do 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 <laughs> i stopped an old man along the way he said there's a volcano run (laughs) away he said don't go over there it's gonna explode and he ran away okay when did pangea split 200 million years ago so yes this would have been post pangea None of
2: this stuff we're talking about would have been during pangea
0: nope but we just needed to. But know. now we know because clearly murder is our forte and not natural disasters. And not only that, we got a great song out of we it. We did. We rewrote Africa. You're welcome, Toto. Yeah. So, what other terrible songs are we listening to as we fear for our lives about the super bo- volcano in Wawa Springs?
1: Aside from the big
2: Africa is number one. <laughs>
0: I hope we get listeners from Africa now. That'd be awesome. <laughs> even if it's even if it's South Africa, I don't care. So Kira. Yes, Mary. What is your soundtrack to a super volcanic eruption? It's super fantastic.
1: I believe it. Let's hear it. All right. First song. Aggressive by Bear Tooth. Ooh. is it be very aggressive explosion. It would be. It checks out. Yes. <laughs> My next song. I Am the Enemy by King810. I like it. Because the
0: volcano is the enemy. Yes. Good. <laughs> to life.
1: <laughs> Although it creates new life. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> next song. Supernova Goes Pop by Powerman5000. Appropriate. Mm-hmm. I thought so. I was very proud of that. Yes. One. And self-destructor by chevelle yes that's a good song and then of course i have to add my new love chaosium yes i love you
0: guys
1: (gasps) leaving paradise
0: i love it because you'd be leaving earth if a volcano exploded you died perfect that's why it's
1: the very end perfect chaosium who's not listening they yeah, will. The show I love you. She listens to you. All the Give time, her a listen. Way back. too much. Yeah. On Instagram, one of them started following me because I liked a picture because he's like, you know, the wrecking ball uh-huh. music video. His face is imposed <laughs> on it. And nice. I liked it, and then he at started following me, and I was like, yes, one X step one. closer. Yes, one step closer. Now come to Utah, boys.
0: Yes, we. I should just say it all in French. Do it. Request it in French. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Phantom. What type of tracks are haunting your record box?
2: So our playlist starts a long time ago when two brothers were hitchhiking down a long and lonesome road. When all of a sudden there's nine to shiny demon
1: (laughs) there in the middle of the road. And he said, play. (laughs)
0: come on don't leave me hanging your soul (laughs) well me and kyle we looked at each other (laughs) and we we said said, okay "Okay." nice (laughs) zach (laughs) nice but
2: unfortunately we'll never know how awesome that song was so we have to settle for a tribute to the greatest song in the world by tenacious
0: d that
1: was a good one that was good
0: (laughs) Go on, Dan. go on, Dad. go on.
2: So after our long night of hitchhiking and encountering demons, mm-hmm. we finally stumble across a little place to rest and eat up. It's called Tom's Diner, which is the name of the next song by DNA, Tom's Diner.
0: There is actually a Tom's Diner in Denver, too. Is there? Yeah, there's a real, it's a, I've never eaten there, but it's a real place. I'm really hungry. I haven't eaten today. <laughs> yeah, I'm starting to get hungry too. Oh. So after you've fueled up at Tom's Diner, where are you off to on this magical trip through Utah?
2: While we're eating at Tom's Diner, we overhear a random local telling us about the coolest and weirdest place in the middle of the forest to go check out while we're looking for weird places to see. So then we queue up the montage of us trying to get to the outskirts of this town, and for that, uh-huh. I chose the theme to the Art Bell radio show the song called <laughs> hey, by Giorgio Morarder.
1: <laughs> nice.
2: And if people don't know what the Art Bell show is, it's a really famous show about all kinds of things, paranormal, strange, psychics, all kinds of stuff.. <laughs> It's been on AM and FM for, geez, decades. And then you finally reach the outskirts of the town, this place that the wacko has told us about. And as you're traveling into the forest to find the exact location, you happen to run across the same guy who was telling you about this. This dread comes over you, and you realize you've ran into... The actual cannibal Shia LaBeouf, which is our next song by Rob (laughs) Cantor.
1: I feel like we were playing D and D, like you were the DM, (laughs) right? (laughs) It does
0: feel that way. I like it. It What side did you roll, (laughs) Mary?
2: Have you heard this song? This is an amazing song.
0: I have not heard this one. No, no.
2: It's literally you're being chased through the woods by Shia LaBeouf, who's a cannibal trying to eat you. And epicness happens. I recommend anyone check it out on YouTube. It's backed by a full orchestra. They've got ballet dancers and all kinds of cool stuff.
0: Is Shia LaBeouf in it too? I can't
2: ruin anything for you.
0: Oh, dang it.
2: (laughs) And then concluding our list, after you have defeated Hollywood superstar Shia LaBeouf, (laughs) and to gruesome demise. (laughs) You find yourself hopelessly lost in the dark woods. You sit down on a pair of large rocks to regroup. While you're sitting there, just going over what happened, you see a weird structure of sycamore trees with an odd glowing light, which leads us to our next song, Sycamore Trees by Narote, which is a remix to the theme from, oh, not the theme, but one of the main songs from the show Twin Peaks. (laughs) Nice. stars going into the red room it's a pretty cool remix of it and that concludes our list
0: it's wonderful took us on a whole trip (laughs) and now I want to play D&D
1: yes
0: (laughs) chef kiss my list has a little bit of everything
1: I'm excited to be
0: Utah reference location references volcanoes explosions (laughs) explosions <laughs> so my first song is grave digger girl by die monster die ah. which is a salt lake horror punk band that is probably most recognized in that genre but uh to zero delorean and shane diablo if you guys are listening i'm so sorry this is the first time i put you on my list shame on her i know but they are utah natives so gotta give a shout out to those dudes so my second song are also Utah Navy natives. At Nefis. least the singer is. The singer is from Nephi. I mean Nephi. I was like Nephi? Nephi. Nephi.
1: Nephi.
0: It's, he's from Nephi, but everyone else knows it as Nephi. Thanks Google. <laughs> <laughs> it's When You Were Young by the Killers because that's my favorite oh, Killer song.
1: I forgot about them. Yep. That's a good song.
0: Um, I have from the soundtrack up, I have Carl. Carl Goes Up by Michael Giacchino, which is from the movie soundtrack for the Up House.
1: Oh, I like it.
0: Number four is Ode to Joy" by Beethoven or Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, yes, because that was the inspiration for the Tree of Life sculpture in Utah. And then my last one is a nod to our super volcano and my childhood, and it is "Volcano Girls" by Baruch Salt because you've never heard volcanoes. What? No. Veruca Salt, Ooh. Seether, what, <laughs> what, what, where do you get off, where do you get off <laughs> not knowing about Veruca Salt and how they inspired Seether, they even I have a song Cedar. called Seether, yeah, Seether got their name from Veruca Salt, I was wondering where they got that. name from, yes, yes, from, yes. from so the Veruca much. Salt song Seether, that's Guess where they could from, they're both, there are both Aussies, mm-hmm. I almost
2: feel bad for not including Master Exploder by Tenacious D.
0: Oh, that would have been
1: great. (laughs) You broke, Mary. I'm so (laughs) upset. One (laughs) less. That's an honorable mention because we forgot. We did, yeah. So there you go. Beautiful, everyone. Great song.
0: Great songs.
2: Good job, team.
0: so our silver fox this week (gasps) is a very well-known actor Mm -hmm. and it has also happened to be in pixar movies Mm -hmm. and played walt disney himself in another movie really yes
2: i didn't know that i
0: didn't know that either in saving mr Banks, i've never seen it it's so good is it it's i have to look up the i can never remember the actress name so, what it's about is it's about Walt Disney's acquisition, or er, how he acquired the rights to do Mary Poppins. Oh.
1: Um,
0: I think he got an Oscar nomination for it, but let me just pull it up really quickly.
1: He, he probably got an no- Oscar nominated for everything because it's him.
0: He gets nominated for a lot of stuff. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, Which nobody knows yet because we did not disclose. We did not say. So, We're
0: just guessing. We're just reeling you in We're with reeling the you suspense in. rope. So, Emma Thompson plays P.L. Travers, the author of Mary Poppins. And our silver fox, Mr. Tom Hanks, dun, dun, dun. plays Mr. Walt Disney himself in the 2013 movie Saving Mr. Banks. <gasps> Mr. Hanky Pinky Tom Hanks. I think my first recollesh- recollection of him is in Splash. with daryl hannah about that movie i like that one is that the mermaid one yes so as a little girl i always wanted to be a mermaid and it's because of splash and the little mermaid i
1: was gonna say mine was because of the little mermaid
0: so tom (laughs) hanks being mr disney and in splash he's influenced my mermaid love disney has his favorite
1: why? Well, my <laughs> what? just died.
0: I don't know what I was just trying to say. I, I don't know what you were going to say either. I don't know. <laughs> What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie, Phantom? Probably Big. Big? That's big. a good one. That is a good one. What's your favorite Tom Hanks movie, Kira? The Burbs. The Burbs? Yes! I've never seen it, but I've heard good things. <gasps> oh, I love it so much. He was a much... Um, he hasn't aged bad, but he definitely looks aged. But he hasn't aged good either. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like he hasn't aged. <laughs> mediocre aged. Yes. He what? He's mediocre aged. Mediocre, mediocre aged. Yeah. <laughs> definitely mediocre
1: aged. So I'm looking at the cast and the burbs, mm-hmm. and look the burbs, and then look at the Irish is right next to it. Nice. So our dad's Irish bend was in the Luck of the Irish playing for the naughty leprechauns and then there's one part where they're in this cafe and if you slow it down it takes like a million years to get past my dad's huge head (laughs) (laughs) phantom do you you have a big
0: head too huh does phantom have a big head Uh too yeah Uh
1: the only (laughs) one who
2: doesn't our littlest sister
1: yeah (laughs) she has a pinhead we have insanely large heads
2: (laughs) we got our grandpas my youngest sister got my grandma's it
1: is small her whole head is the size of like this this is her head oh wow it is tiny
0: castaway who what that kira miraculously hasn't seen ever is his most famous role and i really liked that movie I thought he did a good job captivating an, an audience by himself for two hours. Yeah, that takes talent. Right. And that's, that has to be horrifying as an actor. Like you have to be very secure and have a really good agent to to have a role like that. I feel like.
1: Or super loony. And then you can just have fun with the ball.
0: <laughs> that's true i his character when he does the when he knocks out his tooth i felt so bad i was gonna for him. say
2: that has a graphic tooth removal scene.
0: yeah that's like the worst part of that movie for me really yes it With an
2: eye aid, i think
0: yeah so he gets he some packages wash up on shore and he uses them for like tools and whatever uh-huh. he he has like a abscess in his mouth and he was supposed to go to the dentist before he got on the plane like he had a dentist appointment before he got on the plane because it's mentioned so as he's like on this island and the abscess is getting worse he gets to a point where he needs to knock out his tooth but all he has is like rocks and this skate so Ow. he takes the blade of the skate pushes it up to his tooth and knocks it with a rock as hard as he can oh. his tooth flies out but he also passes out from the pain
2: and the build-up in that scene is crazy
0: yeah it's really intense Yeah, i really don't want to watch it yeah he's like agonized, <laughs> and that's the other thing about that movie is that not only is it just a man alone in the wild but you see all the agony he goes through as well like there's another part where he's trying to get fish out of the water and he steps on some coral or he passes oh. by some coral and it slices the shit out of his leg oh. or the bottom of his foot Confection. yeah it's, it's awful not
2: uplifting in a lot of it <laughs>
0: No. So why
1: does anyone want to watch
0: this? <laughs> it's just horrible? a really. It's one of those movies you watch because it it connects you with another human. Like it's a really sentient, like mm. trauma experience bond, bonding type of movie. I so if you're the type sense. of person that's like emotionally constipated but like wants to release <laughs> some emotions, watch Watch Castaway for sure. It's not
2: a bad show.
0: It's not. It's very good. He, um, Tom Hanks is highly recognized. He's an A list actor. He mm-hmm. has so many different awards um so he has a primetime emmy award for outstanding directing for band of brothers he has a screen actors guild award for outstanding performance in forrest gump um he-
1: chocolates
0: chocolates <laughs> life is like a box of chocolates I just want sugar. <laughs> he also won of course the academy award for best actor in a leading role for that movie as well um He got the Screen Actors Guild Award for Outstanding Performance in Apollo 13. He won a Golden Globe for big. Not only is he a very decorated actor, but he's also married to an actress. Mm -hmm. And their kids are now acting as well. So he's married to Rita Wilson. um, And I can't remember off the top of my head what she's in. So I'm going to...
2: I was going to say, what is she most known for?
0: Yeah. She has a (laughs) face that I remember.
1: Isn't she in the live action The Grinch Stole Christmas
0: with jim carrey yeah um i feel like i have seen her face in that movie but i i could be wrong um i'm looking it up right now so she was in jingle all the way oh, she yeah. was in my big fat greek wedding she that's
1: was that's also nice. in the
0: movie now and then which i loved as a kid ah, i
1: haven't seen the ever. um
0: wow. she was in the 1998 remake of psycho but i don't remember seeing her there either I either she was yeah <laughs> we all were blown away with that right one. so she was also in that thing you do who did she play in that thing you do i don't think i ever saw that either because that looks like a chick flick that was a chick flick yeah for sure definitely <laughs> it's unanimous That is a but flick. i like the chick flicks
1: i know i think i'm the only one that doesn't that's a girl
0: Oh, it wasn't her that was in this movie. It was her son, Colin Hanks, who was in that movie. Colin, Colin Hanks, man, he's like, yes. legit. <laughs> Colin, I, I don't know how I feel about Colin because he looks—he looks like Tom, but he doesn't look like Tom at the same time. It's like a
1: perfect mashup of Rita and Tom.
0: Yeah. you
2: threw him into one of those internet here's what your kid looks like
0: yes (laughs) that's exactly what it looks like it looks it it looks like you took tom hanks outline and filled it in with rita Mm -hmm. and i don't understand how
2: like a thumb and fill in his mom's features for the rest
0: of (laughs) it Because Tom does have kind of a thumb, a thumb-shaped head. Thumb, 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 thumb. That's exactly what Colin looks like. Uh, and I don't understand how two attractive people that make an attractive couple can have such a non-attractive... He's so weird-looking. Job. And why are his... Why, why do his ears stick out so far? I feel like in every picture I see of Colin Hanks, I can only see his ears. That's how prominent they are to me. I just see
1: how weird-looking he is. Like... It's not necessarily that he's ugly, but he's not attractive. He's just so weird looking because he's like exactly half of his mom and half of his dad, and I can't compute anything. But it's already
2: begun ages. aging mediocrely. <laughs> yes,
1: <clears throat> I hate aging mediocrely.
0: He's not apparent. Oh. He's not going to age as well as his dad. I think we can all agree on that.
1: Yeah. What if he?
2: Watch him age even better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully, it's got to get better. I swear. Because I mean, again,
2: his dad.
0: Right. (laughs) I don't know. Like Tom. Tom was very handsome as a younger guy. Um, He his eyebrows were a little intense when he was younger, (laughs) and so was his smirk. Just a little bit. But, you know, when he got into the mid-90s and he was doing, like, Forrest, I actually thought Forrest was a pretty attractive guy. Not so much the haircut, but. I did not like the hair. Yeah, the the hair was too much for me. But he does have a very nice bubble ass in those khaki <laughs> pants as he's running down the football field. I don't remember. I, gotta look I very much it. remember that part of Forrest. <laughs> Mary's a pervert. Why is that? I don't know. It's We're talking about him as our silver fox. I mentioned he has a nice ass, and all of a sudden, I'm a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, Tom, I think you have a very nice. I would like to hank your ass, Tom.
1: <laughs> <laughs> she would like to play some hanky Panky. Hong Kong, Hank Hank. <laughs> <Hong Kong. laughs> She'd like to hunk your butt down in Africa.
0: <laughs> I also loved his cameo in the Simpsons movie because oh, yeah. he was the advertiser for them blowing up the town of Springfield. And then during the credits, he's like, if you see me out in public, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm Tom Hanks. <laughs> so to you, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, Woody. Joe and the Volcano. That was the other thing we forgot. Joe and <gasps> the Volcano. That's right.
2: Honorable mention. Honorable,
0: Honorable mention. mention Joe, and the Volca- Joe and the Volcano because I haven't watched it all the way through. I've only seen segments. But it looks like a fun show. Yeah. yeah. And I know at the end he, they do jump in the volcano and they don't die. Spo- spoiler.
1: So you guys don't jump in a volcano. No.
0: Don't ever jump you in a volcano. You probably will die. But to the man who did jump into a volcano, Tom Hanks. And lived. We love you. We love Thanks loved. for being our silver fox. And maybe in the next life, produce some better looking children. Yeah. <laughs> they, they don't look right. They don't look right. So Tom Hanks, we love you. Thanks for being our silver fox.
1: We love you and the birds.
0: And the birds. <laughs> so Mary. Yes, Kara. Where can they find us? Our listeners can find us. At 801 Horror Zero CCULT on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And if they are so bold as to email us, they may do so <laughs> at 801 Horror Cult Vix at gmail.com. So make sure you follow us, make sure you interact with us, and make sure you keep listening to us.
1: And spread us like
0: the plague, like the COVID. So Mary. Yes, Kara. What are we doing next week? Next week we have outtakes produced by our fabulous Phantom Zach.
2: Part
1: two,
0: three. <laughs> part
1: three <laughs> of <laughs> our no. Part three of our chronicle
0: of outtakes. Oh, uh, duet, So listen to us, Plaat, for your <laughs> Christmas holiday celebration. Wee wee. As we, we, as we,
1: we, we uh, I do have to take a wicked yes. <laughs> My coffee. <laughs>